What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Rotted Reviews. I got my boy Matt. Hey, what's up? What are we gonna talk about today, Matt? We're gonna talk about Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Cowboy Bebop, a uh, popular one-season anime made by Shintaro Watanabe. And um, uh, you want to give us a brief summary about it, Matt? So it's stars. Well, it, not not stars, but it features uh, Spike Spiegel, uh, Jet. Faye Valentine, Ed, Ein, which everyone has named their English Pembroke Corgi after. And yeah. uh, just a bunch of bounty hunters just traveling through space, doing stuff, kind of facing their past, and then, you know, going from there. So. Yeah. Um, what turned you on to Cowboy Bebop? All right. So, anime for me was just like. So, I remember. When like Toonami and all that stuff yeah. was the thing when I was a kid, and I saw trailers or like little clips whenever that little space dude was talking about, you know, whatever was playing late night. Yeah. And I didn't pay anything attention. Any I didn't pay much attention to anything. And then I started watching anime when I joined the military, and I I watched Cowboy Bebop for the first time when I was in Okinawa, Japan, and uh, I was like, all right, this is it. I actually like this, and that's when I figured it out. So, Ghost in the Shell, Cowboy Bebop, all those things kind of really got me going. Yeah, yeah. I think similar to me, like I, uh, I grew up watching Adult Swim a lot, and thank you, Adult Swim, for helping adjust from being a angsty young teen teenager to an adult much more smoother. Because I think everything Adult Swim like has appealed to me from like every single age group I have now. Yeah. But I think early yeah. on we had like uh, there is Inuyasha. Bobo, 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 Cowboy Bebop, and like so many other early animes I discovered from Adult Swim that I still like. Like I said, and that's the weird thing about the military is people think the military is full of like these huge alpha dudes, which is true. But there's also a large amount of weebs. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it's like the perfect breeding ground for them whenever they get to Japan, or if they're in Korea, and it's just yeah, it goes crazy. So. Just like the resurgence of like how many dudes I met in the military that watch anime is astounding. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I, I was like really awkward to talk about it one day. Mm -hmm. And then so like I said, like I talked about Berserk, which yeah. is also a very just violent. It is 10 times more violent than Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, I knew man. dudes that like I never thought would like these huge jack dudes. Just like this like we're the epitome of the military. I never thought would like anime until one of them was like, dude, I love Berserk. And then, like, I discovered, like, the, like, Cowboy Bebop, and Cowboy Bebop is, it has actually a few veterans in it that fought in this thing called the Titan War, which yeah. we'll get into later. So, um, when it comes to anime, like, what, like, what drew you to Cowboy Bebop specifically? I think for me, so, you you mentioned Berserk, and I've actually, I've seen, like, a couple episodes here and there. Um, it's brutal. Yeah. And, uh, or, you know, like, other animes, just, I'm, I'm trying to think, uh, okay, so, oh, uh, One Piece, you know, stuff like that. I know people are real, you know, they're really big, just kind of fans into stuff, uh, you know, uh, animes kind of depicting that sort of reality. For me, uh, it's the sci-fi aspect, and then it's using animation to really depict a world that you probably couldn't do as well in a live-action format. And I, th that's one of the big things that I took away from uh series like this uh you know ghost in the shell i don't know if you're pat labor oh, i love uh, ghost in the shell yeah 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 and so i i just really like 
the expansion and just kind of the things that you can do uh, with anime and just that kind of that realism, even, you know, science fiction, really that just that aspect of it is what kind of interests me or pulls me in much more than any of the other types of shows kind of along the lines of uh, One Piece. Yeah. I, I think what captivates me about Cowboy Bebop is they were able to create a story arc that from begin like it, be, it had, there's a beginning and then there's an end because there's only like 25 episodes of it. Yeah. One Piece has literally almost a thousand episodes. I, <laughs> Naruto has 600. Oh, oh my God. Berserk okay. isn't even finished. That is crazy. <laughs> so you said One Piece has like a, over a thousand? Yes. Right? Okay. Uh, I met somebody when I was going to Juco. Uh, it was like my first year. And she said that she had binge watched all the episodes in One Piece. She was like totally into it. And it took her about three weeks. And I just kept thinking like, where, where did you find the time to do any of that? Because it, it, it's a series none. in general, you know? I didn't know that One Piece had that many episodes, but now I look back, like, God, there was, like, no time. You had no life at all for those three weeks you were watching that show, so... Yeah, and uh. that's what drew me to, one like, Cowboy Bebop, is, like, there's not a sheer insane number of episodes. It's just, like, it, it ha- it, there's a start and then there's an end mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, there's about a, there, I'm looking it up right now, there's almost a thousand episodes of, <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. of One Piece, and that's why I like, no, there's 921 episodes of, Cow- of uh, One Piece, I, I, I'm mistaken, that is, that's just One Piece, there's Naruto, there's Hero Academy, there's all these enemies, they're all yeah, good, yeah. but when it came to Cowboy Bebop, there's a start and an end, and that's it. Yeah, it's... Which it, it's, it's perfect, like it leaves you wanting more, but then you're just kind of scared... You know, if there is kind of like a revamp or a continuation of what happened, if there is even such a realistic thing, is it going to be as good, you know? So that, that's what makes me worry about um, people reviving certain series, live or animated. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. That's why, like, when it, like, I remember first watching Cowboy Bebop. I remember watching, like, oh, there's a dog. And there's, like, that dog that's, like, mm-hmm. super smart that can control computers. I was like... Young, I was like yeah. twelve when like I really got a Cowboy Bebop, and I was like I didn't understand the emotional aspect uh-huh. of a lot of things just because I was like a young kid, and like I, I still thought Michael Bay movies were good. Oh no! <laughs> if, you get, good. if you get what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like as I got older, I was like able to realize like how like the depth of Cowboy Bebop and like what all these things mean in the series, you know. And like when you start to understand like all these characters are running away from something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, th- those are things I'm still really trying to understand myself. Uh, I found that watching series over and over again, I always seem to catch something different or new. There's like yeah. kind of like a specific detail that I didn't see before, you know. And uh, so for me, it's, it, you know, th- there is like a theme or there's a meaning or there's a purpose for why these characters exist in the show, um, which I eventually figure out on my own or I hear from somebody else and it makes sense. Yeah. But... Yeah, which by the way, I had to, I had to rewatch this series. Uh, what I did it a couple months ago in, in preparation for this, and, and and I still want to go back and watch it again. It's good, so, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's amazing. I love it. It is some. You see, like I know the Boondocks TV series. A lot of the fight scenes mm-hmm. are take are direct fight scenes out of Cowboy Bebop. Like, f- like, f- like kick to punch. 
like right out of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Like there's like several fight scenes in the Boondocks TV series. Yeah. And like and I, and I remember like I watched it on a Facebook one day. Someone like shared a video of like the comparisons, and it's just like how much of impact Cowboy Bebop has made on society. And it's like how um, Ghost in the Shell made yeah. a huge impact on like the Matrix. Yeah. And a bunch oh of other, man. <laughs> Sorry. Go. Ghost in the Shell or like Akira. Huge impact. Like, a lot of people don't realize, like, how big of an impact Cowboy Bebop and so many other of these animes made. Like, yeah, Naruto's good, but, like, there's yeah. so many stupid episodes. Like, it just blows my mind. So oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. And, and that's the thing about Cowboy Bebop. You could watch each episode individually and be satisfied. Like, none of them are, like, they connect. Like, there's a, there's a story arc, but you mm-hmm. don't necessarily need to watch every single episode to understand what's going on. Yeah, you don't. And, um... I would say, someone's probably going to hate me for this, or they're going to agree, or a lot of people will, but I kind of felt that maybe there were one or two episodes within Cowboy Bebop that really were just kind of like senseless fillers in a way. You know, they didn't really serve much of a purpose. Uh, I'm not sure if you would agree with that or not. I, I, I agree. I okay, guess. okay. Well, we're probably going to come across them. I'll, I'll probably, I'll mention it. Parrot LeFou? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but that one kind of the first time I'd seen it, it disturbed me. Dude, it's weird, man. Yeah. It's a, fl- it's a they don't really, it, there's not a lot of like they explain it, but then again, I'm like, why is he floating? I, I, I just didn't get it. Yeah. yeah it, it left me with a lot of questions. It just didn't, it, it didn't serve a purpose. Yeah. And that one and uh, oh, uh, well, episode eleven, which was about that blob they, that spike finds in the fridge oh yeah yeah because they're all hungry Poison the attic. oh yeah because yeah. like they always seem to be on a low amount of food which blows my mind away they're always talking about bell peppers and beef yeah <laughs> yeah like also like another people and when i talk about cowboy bebop before in the past people have compared it to a firefly really they brought up like they're space bounty hunters okay yeah all right I'll go I, with that. I, I could see it, honestly yeah, yeah. well you know, actually, I wanted to also bring this up. Um, I, I think it's worth mentioning that Cowboy Bebop, I, I saw first, but then a couple of years ago, I saw this other uh, show. And I don't know when it came out. I never bothered to look it up. But it was called Space Dandy. Yeah. Okay. Also made by Shintaro Watanabe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that explains it. And I yeah. just, I never bothered to look into it, but that it really explains a lot. Yeah, Shantiro Watanabe wrote that, and I think he wrote um, he uh, that uh, Samurai Shampooly, Kids on the Slope, Terror and Renaissance, and Carol Eye Candy. Yeah, and he wrote and he made the Animatrix. And fun fact: when Blade Runner twenty forty nine came out, he made an anime uh, prequel to show the blackout. Blade Runner twenty twenty. Yeah, which shows the blackout because uh-huh. everyone talks about this blackout that happened between. The first Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He shows what happened, like how like a bunch of android, like how a bunch of replicants went together and pretty much were domestic terrorists and blew up a. Those fucking replicants. I know, fucking replicants. And then the Mobile Suit Gundam. He directed a season of that. Okay. What the fuck? Hey, Mobile Suit Gundam is badass. I love Mobile Suit Gundam. I I think okay. (laughs) If MPs had mobile suits, we'd be the best. Oh man. You know. You know what. So this is something else. It, Mobile Suit never really caught on for me as a kid. I watched it, you know, yeah. alongside uh, Tenchi. I don't know if you remember Tenchi. I do. Okay. But I found this series called uh, Pat Labor, 
and I was just okay. This is, it blows my mind, you know. Just I, I was immediately pulled in much more into that than uh, I was mobile to Gundam. So, uh, but anyway, um, just kind of one of those uh, other reasons why I kind of tend to shift a certain way with uh, series or styles. Yeah. 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 So, um, like, so, like, so, let's start off like when it comes like the beginning of the series. It's just. It's very interesting because it shows Spike in a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Spike in a church. I'm trying to think back. Like, it's um, like a flat... It's like a brief second we see Spike in the, in the church. Hmm. Sorry. You uh, speed me up here. I'm still trying to go... I have a terrible memory. I'm sorry. Yeah. And no. that's why I wrote notes. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first guest to come on with notes. Really? Actually, okay. co- co-host Matt also had notes as well. Oh, um, he did? Okay. We, yeah, you're an official co-host of the show. Whoever comes to the show is a co-host because, like, I don't believe in me being the host. I believe it's me being a co-host. This is this this is like the people's podcast. Oh man! <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Um, well, how's it start? Okay, so from what I'm trying to remember from the first episode, it was it was Spike and Jet. Yeah, and. They're hunting for they're they're hunting for a dude. Yeah, he's got like a red eye. Red eye, yes, the drug, drug red yeah, eye. Yeah. Okay, so forgive me for not remembering. Because that's the, the that's the one where like the pregnant lady is in it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and they're she, trying to go to Mars. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it that and it's just crazy. And uh, you hear brief references to a woman, Asimov. Asimov. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Asimov, and he's looking for. They have a bounty for a guy named Asimov. Solzian, and uh, he's wanted for killing members of his own syndicate, and also has a bunch of drugs called Red Eye, which just make you trip. Mm-hmm. And he also has a girlfriend in Katarina, and it just shows their adventures. Is going through how to get the Red Eye, and like at the very end of the episode, she just drives off into space and shoots him, yep, and herself, and all the Red Eye gets away. They don't get the bounty either. There's that's this one thing. These guys are really shitty bounty hunters. Yeah. That's why they're always broke. <laughs> it, oh, it, and, and that that was like the first introduction, like the kind of continuing theme of they're always like hungry for bell peppers and beef. Yeah, and it, it, like they're just continually broke, always trying to get like the next bounty at least just to survive and get fuel and all this stuff. But yeah, um, one of the things that I don't know why I thought it was like later on into the series, but. One of the things I remembered from this was uh, Katarina Asimov's girlfriend just talking about how, like, she'll never get to Mars, you know, because yeah. like that's that's their dream, or at least that's her dream. Yeah. You know, and she just yeah, and uh, then you kind of find out that uh, Spike is from Mars. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, just also just like kind of like that flash introduction of just pure violence especially yeah. with Asimov uh, yeah because they come back and like the uh, his other members of his gang right yeah try to come back and get him yeah because yeah, there's a shootout in a bar like the yeah. first scene is like a shoot because she's trying to sell red eye and all of a sudden like the whole bar gets shot up in spikes like oh mm-hmm. and everyone's a victim yeah there's like no innocence yeah there is like no happy endings he's like it's, yeah like everyone suffers yeah <laughs> that's not that they don't suffer as much as berserk where I feel like everyone is either tortured or raped or killed in, in such horrible manners. Oh, man. 
And there's demons. And there's demons. Okay, well, now that you've mentioned this, uh, I'm probably going to, I'm just going to have to go back and watch it. Yeah. Okay. And with Cowboy Bebop, it's like, yeah, they're in space, but like, at least this is a little bit more realistic, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, for, like 40 years from now, like, oh, we'll be able to in space. But also, there's crime syndicates. It's like an Ad Astra where there's space pirates. Oh, man. Ad, yes. <laughs> First, yes. And then also, at the same time, wh- why is the moon a tourist destination if there's pirates on the moon as well? And where do they even live? So, but... <laughs> You just made me think of that. I know you. Uh, I listened to your uh, your past episode on that. Episode. Yeah, with co-host so. Zach and Kyle. Uh-huh. His co-host uh, Zach's kid. Co-host Zach's kid. Co-host Zach has a kid, and he's been on a few episodes. Okay. Is this a, just a baby? Let's. All right. <laughs> he doesn't really talk, but yeah, and I just feel like with this episode, it's like it set the theme. Like you get a basic understanding that there's Spike, mm-hmm. who. He like we don't really know a lot about his past at, at at the beginning, but then you start to realize like oh, he's obviously well trained in how to fight and oh, understands yeah. criminal undergrounds very well. Mm-hmm. And the same with Jet. Jet's a former cop. Yeah. Uh, what I, ISSP? Yeah. 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 Um, which I think it, it it's they do like the the whole series does a really good job at introducing the characters kind of gradually you know you're really trying to get a feel for everybody not you know you, you aren't blasted in the face immediately in the first episode like here's Faye here's Spike here's Jed here's Ayn here's Ed yeah um, which I'm trying to think back now and I've seen that happen before in a lot of other like movies and shows and uh it's just nice to be slowly introduced it's like it. um when Suicide Squad the movie came mm-hmm. out it's like they had the title cards for each 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 like villain, yeah. And then like it didn't show the title card for a slingshot, and I just instantly knew like, oh, he's going to die. And lo and behold, in the first five minutes, he dies. That's like like with Suicide Squad, they just introduce people so rapidly, and you're like, oh, wonder what's gonna happen. Like with this, it slowly introduces, and you still don't know a lot about their past mm-hmm. until like the very end, and then even then, like, we still don't know if Ed's a boy or a girl. You know, it may be just it's like someone mislabeling the idea of it, or they've they've like everyone's just kind of on the same page of assuming that as a girl. But uh, I've noticed somewhere where they talk about like she get that episode with her dad. Yeah, you know, like she gets, and even I just said it. You know, her dad. But uh, yeah, that's still kind of up in the air, and that. Like fun fact about Ed, um, I think people like people kind of bring this up on Reddit. It's like Ed doesn't even know if she's a boy or if like his own kid, like with the gender of his own kid, because he's just so separated from her. I, <laughs> yeah, like chasing asteroid impacts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he just does. He simply could care less about his kid, which I just thought was like, damn, that's that's your existence. Is your dad just doesn't give a shit? And also these uh, can we beep up? It's not separated into episodes. It's separated into sessions. That's one thing right. I really enjoyed about it. And I mean, okay, so like a distinction between between like session and episode, is there? You'll have to kind of explain this to me. I right really now. don't know. I think they just like session as like jazz session. Okay. I, I'm not an expert on like the culture. It's I, like okay, because yeah, because yeah. it's a, it's a it's jazz, and um, 
Because that's one distinct thing about Cowboy Bebop is the music. Yeah. Yes, which I I love enough, which uh, now you just reminded me, thank you, that uh, the intro of Cowboy Bebop is my ringtone. It is? Yeah. Um, but I was reading something about... Uh, like the artist that he brought on to compose the music for, um, for Cowboy Bebop. And I'm pretty sure there were like really prominent, like jazz artists. Mm -hmm. Oh, very prominent. Yeah. yeah. Tank. His name of the artist. Okay. Okay. Which, you know, forgive me for anybody listening to this. Definitely not into jazz. I do just listen to it. Like Whiplash. I know you've seen. I love Whiplash. Miles Teller. Yeah. Yeah. The ending is amazing. It is. So, I was in jazz band in high school, and to be honest, I was not that good. I'm not gonna lie, but like, oh, I was a very good jazz musician. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly wasn't. I just was in jazz because I couldn't play football because I was terrible. But I found something I was decently mediocre at, so I just stuck with it. Oh man, well I played football and I never played a game. Well, okay, I played like three games out of the four years I ever did football, so you know it's okay. You know, we don't always win, man. Yeah. We're not all winners. I don't know why I kept coming back. I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So the next one is like where we get introduced to Ayn. Uh, oh, yeah. With Abdul Hakim. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who reminds me just so much of just like Sh- Samurai Shubali or just like Black Samurai. Yeah. Or just this dude with an afro that just kicks a lot of ass. Who, Abdul? Yeah. I don't. Okay, so looking back at it, I keep thinking about Abdul being like this really... He's just like this seedy, scummy dude trying to make a quick buck. He has no idea what he has. And he's just out there and he's like has the ability or the talent, but like his his just his head is just not in the right place. Yeah. And he keeps getting duped every chance he gets. Yeah. You know, he just can't catch a break. And uh um, you know, luckily uh Spike and Jet kind of step in, save the day. Um you know, I it didn't really because they were talking about like is it in uh, in like an, an intellectually enhanced dog? Is yeah, that, yeah. Okay. You don't really realize like we kind of know that he's in a, like he's a smart dog, mm-hmm. but it's not really realized there's like a ten thousand credit bounty for him. Like it's shown in the background, like on TV, like the mm-hmm. bounty for it. Yeah. But um, uh, Jet and Spike and the dog are just too busy eating. To pay attention to this massive bounty on their hands. That's what everyone wanted it. And they're yeah. like, who were they originally? Like, who was the original bounty? What was the original? Uh, I can't remember. Can you look it up? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. checking it out right now. Yeah. Like, what the original bounty was. Oh, their target was Abdul because he stole and he was stealing animals. And Abdul was trying to steal a dog. Yeah. A Welsh Corgi. A Welsh Corgi. Which cor- now, okay. like, if you ever see people... With uh, with corgis, you they either a they like corgis or b they're anime fans. Mm-hmm. Both. I'm not really sure how much one motivated the other though. Uh, one of my coworkers has a corgi, and uh-huh. he had never seen Cowboy Bebop before. Uh-huh. And I bought him a there's a Cowboy Bebop shirt at yeah. uh, at GameStop, and I bought it for him. Oh, because <laughs> he owns a corgi, and it's I, a it's a corgi Cowboy Bebop shirt. I keep thinking about that Hard Times article you shared, and it's just. Like something something owners name their their corgi Ein yeah. or whatever, and it's just like this, just continual like cliche of naming your dog. It's just so you know it's 
just past the point of originality now, but um, shout yeah. out to the hard times, you know. <laughs> yeah, shout yeah. out to the hard times and the hard drive. Yeah, because uh, he like I think early on in the series, like we don't see Ed, we don't see Ed to like the middle of the series. Uh huh. Because like the next episode that we have is a uh, honk a tonk woman, and that's the one with Julia. Yeah, know, Julia. They, and I'm, Julia's mentioned several. Yeah, they that's mentioned Julia. Faye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, it was okay. So every episode has their introduction to you know somebody, and then you know Faye kind of gets her spotlight. And I was really, uh, I felt like Jet really didn't get as much time in terms of kind no. of uh, diving into his past compared to Faye and uh, Spike. Like we knew Jet was a cop, uh-huh. and we knew he got screwed over by. A, by one of his partners. Was it his partners? Or like, yeah. It was yeah. his partner. Yeah. It was his partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't really like get a full understanding of, like how Jet and Spike really became... Because Spike's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Jet's not... Jet was a cop. Um, we know we know that there's a, there's Vicious who runs a crime syndicate. I'm trying to remember the name of the crime syndicate that, they, that he runs. But he runs a crime syndicate. And later on in the series, we see that like he screwed over a few people um that uh and he's connected to julia mm-hmm. a grin grin who who it was in jupiter jazz which we'll later get into but i just feel like you don't really understand how like a lot of people these earlier characters met you just know that they they're pissed off at uh, all of like at each other they is all, like what i've gathered they all have this circular just past it's confronting everybody and yeah and they just keep meeting you know there's like you, you kind of like the first time uh i kind like like vicious and and spike kind of meet and then you know that you know they they both have something that they're trying to confront uh you think okay this is it you know it'll be done you know they'll they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out violently and then they'll you know spike will move on but then you know vicious just keeps coming back which it's like the past will always follow you. And yeah. that's one thing I like about this show. It's not like most other TV shows where like... It's like The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, there's 10 seasons of that shit and it never ends, bro. It just ended. Please. I... <laughs> yeah, For the love you. of God, man. It's like the Grey's Anatomy. It's like the days in our lives of zombie shows, bro. Oh my God. That's why I respect Cowboy Bebop because, yo, we have a beginning to start and end. And it yeah. just ends real quick. Which... Okay, so you mentioned uh, Walking Dead. Just... just to go on that real quick. The, the fact that I have to like take a break mentally from watching the show, you know, like I, I think I'm almost done with season six, which you just said there's like 10 seasons now. But it's just so much, yeah. man. You know, Cowboy Bebop, you just like go over again. Like, okay, let's restart it. Let's it's so it. easy to consume. So yeah. I'm, uh, we're, um, we're on, we're on, uh, Mars. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to a casino, and that's where we meet Faye, mm-hmm. and she's being tracked down by thugs. While uh, Jet and Spike are there, just I think they're just gambling. I think they're for two men that really don't have a lot of money. They're very quick just to spend all their money. They have like what? Five, oh yeah, because it's like what? Wool, like they don't have dollars. It's woolongs. Yeah, woolongs. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> and they get a hold of a chip that has a lot of money. Yeah. And what they like, they're trying to cash it in or something. Yeah. Um, kind of what I th- I thought I think about that now. Um, just like their behaviors, how they handle money, just how they 
it, it's uh reminds me of people I'm friends with. What is that? It reminds me of people I'm friends with. People you've oh man. <laughs> Live fast, die young. Yeah. Like really not really not apathetic, but just it, it's like kinda like this beach bum thing. It's just okay, I got money. I'll just do something now. Yeah. Just, you know, paycheck to paycheck, but in a way that endangers your life as well. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like crime doesn't pay. And oh yeah, interesting fact about Faye. Faye is actually from the past. She was cryogenically frozen and woken up, and now she has this huge debt mm-hmm. because none of her family's wealth is around. Yeah, um, and you see that later on in the series too. It's like you really don't know a lot about Faye. You just know that they all kind of get stuck together, and they just kind of stick together. And uh, I kind of wanted to talk about that. I was uh, what, go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, just. Faye meeting the guy that pretty much just dupes her. And oh, yeah. Just sets her, yeah. Which he wasn't last time. What, what, what did he say? It was like, a, it's a disguise or something. It's like, water Yeah. <laughs> I think he said some dumb excuse. Like, yeah. It's just really lame. But you know, like as soon as she sees him, it's like, okay, here's another opening to her life. And then just kind of like the background, her being in the hospital. And it reminded me of like Hardcore Henry, how oh, yeah. when, when he wakes up and like that, that girl is there, you know, and he's like, oh gonna save her but uh you know it's the other way around he's just like continually getting rebooted it's just like she cannot get rid of the fact that she's in billions of dollars in debt like imagine just waking up and like in the future and everyone you know actually there's still one in the second is it the second to last episode it's the second to last episode before she meets a girl that she went to school with with ed and it's the episode where they all leave that's the dude that's the i cried yeah. I remember watching that as I got older, and I was like just tearing up because Ed says goodbye to like Ed. Ed didn't really say goodbye to them. Mm-hmm. It is like her and um, I just dipped yeah. out. Julia went and stayed, and you just see Spike and Jet eating all these eggs, uh-huh. and not and the, it just shows like they're they're not ready to acknowledge the fact that these people left. Like they cared, they generally cared about I, Ed, and Julia, despite the fact of all the dumb shit that happened. Okay. I mean, Faye. Yeah, yeah. Because Julia is still not dealt with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for me, that there was such a significant and just like obvious, just strong departure with all the characters, and just it, it was like a weird separation of everybody going you know different ways. Yeah. And uh, especially after kind of like Faye and and Ed, kind of realizing where they were coming from like where they you know just like Faye meeting that old woman who was actually one of her friends as a child or something yeah and like dude it just like kind of like got me emotional it's like it's it's like the Panucci's pizza episode in Futurama where where the dog waits outside or the episode where um Fry's nephew gets to meet his parents and the or where Fry gets to hang out with his mom and dad yeah like it's episodes like I have cried more watching Futurama, Cowboy Bebop, and a few other animated shows than I have watching most any other live action show. Yeah, and I think that's something else that I can appreciate from like a Japanese anime. Um, just it's weird, just like the emotions it it elicits, uh, just how you feel about something like that, and it's they're they're not even real people, but oh, yeah, you really sense. attach yourself to these characters and just like what's going on with them, you know? Yeah. And, like, you kind of relate. Because, like, I feel like in the army, like, I met dudes that were just running from their past. I don't know yeah. about you. 
Like, there's always those guys like, yeah, I grew up in a bad home. Like, I generally met dudes that, like, the military was their only place for, like, redemption. Yeah, uh, there were, I don't know if you want to. Or, if, if, or if, a quarterback. They were, like, yeah. you meet a ton of people that were the top state quarterback of whatever state they're from. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to, like, if it's okay for me to talk about it. Are you, you cool with that? Yeah. Okay. So, there was a guy I know. His, I, I've, at this point, I've forgotten his name. But, I'm, but I do know that he's in a better place compared to when he joined. Um, we went to boot camp together and just like everything you could possibly imagine was just going against him, you know. And mom died when he was in like high school living in a car. You know, his girlfriend and his mom were like the only family he knew. And he joined the military and like that was his only outlet or whatever. Um, just kind of like those hard realities that you don't think... Not that people don't think exist, but really don't aren't aware of, you know. And you know, the military kind of helped him be in a better place, and now he's like married, has a kid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and my other buddy, Coy, uh, um, from Indiana. That dude, like the worst day in the military for us was like the best day he had ever had back home. You know, because that's how bad his home life was. Yeah. His dad was in prison and just being in the Marine Corps, being in the military, being in the worst possible day ever. Uh, it was like significantly better than being at home. So, and I feel uh, like that's what like I, I, I kind of related to. And like when it came to like watching Cowie Beat Bob, it was like there's people that are just trying to escape from their past. And like mm-hmm. Spike is trying to escape from it when it comes to this, just hunting them down. But he slowly keeps going back because he's so in love with a girl named a woman named Julia, mm-hmm. who like, tries to kill him, and he has to kill. Imagine having to kill the love of your life, like the one, like, like the one person you vote. Like he thinks about her all the time. Yeah. Uh, honest question: Do you think later on Spike loved Julia, or vice versa? Because you see, at the very end, when Spike's like, "I'm not going to die. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see if I'm truly alive." Right before he's about to go, like, fight the syndicate. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that, like, Julia was in love with Spike, but Spike's can't fall in love with her because he's too busy trying to fight his past? Because that's what I kind of thought when I saw that at the very end. Like, I just had a feeling that Julia wanted Spike to kiss her. I would say yes. Um, just just simply yes. Um, but because I there was a, there was a scene, I can't remember, but... He, he like faintly hears someone mention some girl named Julia and he's like, what? And he just drops everything and decides to get in his, his ship It flies off to find this girl, you know, without even like, with zero idea if it's even the same person, he just heard her name and was just, okay, I'm off, I'm off to find her, you know? And uh, so that, those kind of examples throughout the series uh, lead me to say yes on your question. Yeah, because, like, I feel like Spike was still in love with Julia, but Faye loved Spike. Because Spike was the only man that, like, wasn't trying to, like, get that that owed her money, you know? And, like, he protected her. Honestly, Spike protected her many a times and vice versa. Yeah. Like, he went after her when they had to go. Oh, well, he was, they were still, they were on a mission during uh, Jupiter Jazz, which Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite, is my favorite two episodes of Kevin Bebop. Is Jupiter Jazz when you when you get introduced to uh, Grin and Vicious and you hear a lot about Vicious's past and um, 
That's the, that's the one episode I got emotional watching too. Is Jeepers Jazz when they're, uh, I think I forget where they're on. Callisto. Yeah, they're on Callisto. Yeah. And like, it's like he's looking for clues for Julia, and that's where like it's a planet completely filled with it's a prison planet filled with dudes. Yeah. And Julia and Faye's the only chick there. <laughs> Which t- it, it throws me off because you would think that maybe okay, they're implying also that Faye being there is also like she's she's in danger, but yeah. No one does anything to her yeah. the whole time she's there, which... Had it been a more grittier TV show, it pro- yeah. <laughs> had it been written by the people that made Berserk, there would have been just so much more violence oh, and just God. like like harassment. <laughs> but it's like, it was a beautiful show because you see a little bit into Vicious's past about why Vicious is he is and just, he's a horrible person. And it's just like, and that's where we get introduced into the Laffy Nomad, that grandpa and his grandson. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you get us to Grin who serve with Vic Vicious during the Titan Wars are Grincia, Mars, Elijah, Guo, Inkner, according to the uh, wiki page. God, that's so damn long. I know. <laughs> and so we see him, like, it's like talking about the past, and uh, Vicious has this music box that was given to him by Grin. And, like, he was screwed over later on, and, like, he was also ex- tortured and experimented because Grin also has boobs and has... A feminine figure, mm-hmm. as later find out, but like Gren still cared a lot about Vicious, and you always wonder. I'm like, damn, Vicious might have had a heart because they serve. That's the one thing I feel like when it comes to me and you were like, since we both served in the military, like we have these connections with people. Mm-hmm. Like no other, like the music box to to Vicious and Gren to me was like a Bluetooth speaker that me and my boys would listen to. In our um, in our gun trucks and missions, or like when we had to go out to range, I always brought a music box and yeah. like, or like my shout out to my boy Danny, man, him with his jam to like, uh, punk music all the time because he was a person that I related to with music. But I feel like that scene when he passes him the the like the little music box, I've had that moment so many times with like a guy I serve with, just handing him my Bluetooth speaker like play some tunes, you know, and it's it's I think being in the military like. I'm not trying to be like a bro vet, like, oh, I served. I'm like, yeah, I served. I didn't see combat, but I did learn a lot about myself and a lot about life. And I feel like anime was one of those things because I was able to relate to that brotherhood factor that mm-hmm. you see with Vin and Gricious, I mean, Grin and Vicious, or you see with Jet and Spike. Wouldn't like, you feel the same? Uh, kind of. I do, yeah. I'm trying to think now, just pulling an example from my time in, uh, what that was like and what it was that was so significant between... Me and other people. Um, yeah. And it was, it was really just sharing different moments. Yeah, I think you um, share a lot with people that outside that you never would have shared. No. And, yeah. and it leads me to... Re- and it's going to sound weird for people, but I have people... Like, I have friends that I know that I have made in the military that I've known for four years or less. And they are more family than some of my family here that... Yeah, totally. I've been around my whole childhood, you know, up until now, me as an adult. And I'm not afraid to admit that because it's just, I don't know. It's I, I, say, I say that all the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, it's like when you serve, you know how, like, when you sleep next to the same person for like five or six months at a time, I know how they breathe. I know how they fart. I know everything <laughs> about their, I know yeah. what every person they slept with. I uh-huh. know why they like eggs and I know what they like with their grits. Yeah. I know what their favorite song is and I... Like, I know about some weird thing that happened once in kindergarten. That's why, like, they, like, have an awkward twitch. I'm, like, those are things you learn. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like when it comes to gents, like they like, yeah, they piss each other a lot. And like, yeah, like I probably pissed you off many times. Like all my friends, like all my close friends, I pissed off many a time. And mm-hmm. gents, like you see that relationship with all the stuff they do. Like, yeah, like Spike can't manage money well and it pisses Jet off, but that's all that's all Jet has. Yeah. Is Spike. Mm-hmm. And that's what like at the end when you see Ed, Ein, and Julia leave, they're affected by it. that bothers them so much. Because like they don't want to stop them from their journey in life. You yeah, you want them to come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want them to come back. I cried, man. I remember tearing up <laughs> when like you see like them just eating. Like I remember I watched a YouTube video about it and like the, the egg eating scene, they brought up like that specific thing, the reason why they're eating eggs. They're not. They don't want to acknowledge the fact that they're sad. They don't want to acknowledge the fact that they're gone. Which I think, for the character of those two men, um, it's just another outlet rather than being emotionally like, like, uh, you know, teary, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. You know, that's that's their sad. It's just kind of yeah. So, and it's just like. That, and you see moments like that, and like in Jupiter Jazz, you see the scene where they're like they're serving it, like where Grant is serving in combat with Vicious, and then later on you see the pain that he gets when he's screwed over, and at the end when like uh, Vicious when Vicious escapes after the the fight the jet fighter battle, you see um, Grant like, hey, can you help me get up into orbit so I can go fly home, and then you see Laughing Bolt like he becomes a star, he's he's dead, like mm-hmm. that, that that boy ain't gonna live. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that man is dead and you see him like it's like a shooting star and like he's like the little boy saw the laughing bull his grandpa and he's like that's not a shooting star that's a warrior on his way home and I was like damn that when I saw that I'm like that shit is that's deep man yeah. that's some emotional heat right there oh man you, okay so when I, I saw that it, it actually I think Spike and Jet were talking about like they were asking each other if you think he made it you know yeah uh I want what the hell did I, oh uh, space space cowboys I don't know if you remember that or have seen it I've heard of it but okay. I need to watch it okay so kind of in the same way um, a situation on this like satellite forces one of the crew to sacrifice themselves and he's never been on the moon it's been his dream and so he like straps himself on this rocket uh, you know yeah uh, Doctor Strange Love style and just kind of see you later. You know, and I, I I thought of that when I saw that really specific, yeah when I saw that specific scene so yeah I'm I'm throwing a lot of different movies to uh, just talk about Cabo and Bebop right now hey but, that's what this that's what this podcast is okay, about okay okay that's one like that's like one thing when it comes to this thing like like when you see like these title cards right here mm-hmm. these this is what makes me this is what makes Cowboy Bebop is like this like at the end of every episode uh-huh. there's like always like a little end card like it goes like see you space cowboy easy come easy co do you have a comrade? Sleeping beast. Life is but a dream. Yeah. See you, space samurai. Are you living in a real world? See you, space cowgirl. Someday, somewhere. And that's the end of the episode with uh, with Ed and Ayn. And that, like that, and my, I think the one thing I see so many people have tattooed on them. You're gonna carry that weight. That's on my water bottle. Remember, that's how I started a lot of our conversations yeah. at JCC. Was well, you're gonna carry that weight? And oh, I think, man. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make those connections. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's hard to be a fan of everything, you know. To like, yeah, but okay. That's one thing. Okay. Dude, I'm a fan of so much stuff. It yeah. it's like so convoluted. I hate myself for. It. Well, I'll make references about things, and they're like, "Wait, wait what, what the fuck are you saying?" There's what like very few people about? like. When, and, and there's there's a moment in 
you're like it is a moment in existence when you make a reference like a very obscure thing and someone notices it that's what that's what i live for in life like i work the i work with co-host kyle and i'll say things he doesn't even get it but like, i remember once like one of our fellow co-workers she's like oh yeah i've seen that I'm like how well actually i was in twin peaks and uh one of the bartenders california uh, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> The bar where like fifty year old dudes go to like try and land a girlfriend that obviously yeah. is not gonna happen. But uh, every I was like talking to this girl and she like serving us drinks and stuff and like, I was looking at her. Co- it was around Halloween, and you know everyone was like, "Oh, what what's your costume? What is that? I like it. It's pretty cool." And she was like, "Oh, thank you." And I was like, "Pulp Fiction." She dude, she had a syringe in her chest. Oh, yeah. when they had the yeah. reviver back with adrenaline yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it was just like, she kind of laughed Mia at that. You know? she, yeah. she, she totally got it. You know, all these other dudes are just kind of like, okay. Attractive whatever. woman must yeah. must aggressively flirt with. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right? Objectified. <laughs> <laughs> and like these end title sequences, like what I feel like is lost in like end credits. That's the one thing about anime, anime like beginning credits and closing credits. Like the music's so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Mine is Berserk. Berserk still... I always end up talking about Berserk when it comes to this stuff because, like, some of it... Berserk is the violent show worst opening song ever. Oh, yeah? Dude, it's like a poppy rock song compared to how violent it is. And, Oof. And that's, that's why when I think about you're going to carry that way and that's the last end credit when Spike ends his final battle or whatever. Like, he, he dies. But his, uh, Spike's friend shows up at the very end. With, I forgot what his friend's name. You remember the one guy? Uh, when he goes up into the tower... He served the... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Damn, I didn't write it in my notes. It's like... And he, his friend shows up for one last time. It's like one last heist. Mm-hmm. And his friend dies in the battle. Like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, it's on his way. It's like... it's as like He's continuing this John Wick-style battle. But, like, I'm like... I just know for a fact this man is about to die. W- without a doubt. It's like you see them fighting. You know? Bull. Bull's in it. Or, no, Shin. She has Shin. Yeah. Yeah, Shin. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So now I'm trying to think back to when I watched the episode, how it made me feel in another show. Um, even though I wasn't like too invested into it at that point, I just wanted to get rid of it. But True Detective season two, which really yes, with Volcoro. Yeah, Volcoro in the end, and he's in the woods. And he's like just, just he's talking to his son one last time, you know, yeah. and he's like, just know I loved you. And that's just like that's another good thing. It's a final gun battle, yeah. like, and that's that's one thing with the Volcoro too. A true detective season two, he's running from his past of like all the dirty stuff he had to do for a crime syndicate. That's the one thing, and like that's a good relation. Never really thought about that. That one final scene when he's just shooting all these people. All right, Pizzolatto, where'd you get this from? Dude, Pizzolato, <laughs> Nick Pizzolatto is about to get copyrighted bro. <laughs> for sure. No, I just. Never thought about that. Like, if you've never seen True Detective season two, despite the haters such as co-host, uh, the other co-host Matt and co-host Kyle, mm-hmm. it's a good TV show. It is not what it's not. I I need to do an episode on True Detective. That's what I need to do an episode on. But only the first one though, right? I'm gonna do an all three. All three? Yeah. Oh, wait, I haven't seen the third one yet. You need to, dude. Okay. It's crazy. Well, I gotta get HBO and stop being a, a shit ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like. Is that, is that how you spell it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, at the, like. At the end of the final gun battle, you just see Spike just like make a finger gun and go boom, like just shoot it, and uh, he falls and dies. 
and all the syndicate members are in shock about what happened. And I think there's always a respect between Spike and Vicious because Spike and Vicious have fought multiple times. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, he drops his gun and the sword and he kicks it back so they can continue fighting like like true warriors. And I always respected that about him. It's like, yeah, Vicious is, Vicious is a war criminal, but guess what? He has an honor system. That's the one thing about some crime. I, I say this like I'm a crime expert, but like mm-hmm. I'm not. I was a gay guard, but uh, <laughs> I was it's, a taxi cab driver. So. Yeah, <laughs> that good good movie too. Oh, dude. <laughs> As Spike, yeah, and see, there's an honor system with that, and so he kill like he kills Spike, and they both die, and he walks outside and he lays on the ground. I don't know if you ever seen the. You saw the end, ending of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, right? Mm-hmm. If you pay attention to how uh, how K walks out and dies. It's very similar to how Spike walks out and dies. And you just hear the peaceful music again. And um, at closing credits, you're going to carry that weight. And I just think about that all the time. Like, you can, like oh my god, bro. Yeah. When you think of a closing credit for a TV show, bro, that is what I think about. Is you're going to carry that weight. Dude, some things just do a really good fucking job. Yeah, it's so now I'm trying to think what I was trying to even say to you. My bad. Um, oh man, dude, it's just like when it comes to like the way to end the show, bro. Yeah. When it comes to that, because like you, there's so much emotion, like with like with this like family and brotherhood. Like for example, um, Waltz or Venus, where that brother is willing to do whatever it takes to save his sister. And at the very end, like, he, he sacrifices himself and he dies. And he, like, is, like, almost spiteful of Spike. I don't know if you caught that at the very end. Like, he, like, tries to shoot Spike and he dies. And his sister, like, yeah, she has her vision back because of this, like, horrible disease or whatever. But, like, she's also said her brother, Rocco's dead. You know? Mm-hmm. And, like, in Rocco's final moments... Like, he even asks, like, when he, when he talks to him after he gets shot... Rocco is like, hey, could we have been friends if we had met earlier? And Spike doesn't really answer. I don't, does, did he answer at the end? I, no, I don't think he did. Mm-mm. Yeah. Rocco was just like an awkward guy. It's like, I don't know if you've ever seen the, have you seen the TV show Barry? No, I haven't. Okay. You, you talked about it before and I've been wanting to watch it, but then it, it, it's on HBO. So that's why I haven't. There's a scene. Okay. There's a, okay. There's a scene in <clears throat> Barry where there's like much like nerdy, like there's a nerdier like Marine guy that he served with. And it reminds me of Rocco, mm. but they were actually friends in this. It's like, could we have been friends with if we had met earlier? Mm-hmm. And uh, this per- that person gets killed. And when you see it, you'll realize why. But in this, like Rocco dies. Like, he- Rocco's doing whatever it takes to save, to save his sister, like, mm-hmm. like his family. And he- every- like all this bad stuff happens and he dies. Yeah. And she like his-, his sister is like just devastated at the fact that like, he died, you know, like you make, and I, and I wonder if she thought, like, was it really, was this really worth it, you know, for my brother to die? Oh um, man. Yeah. Which, sorry, I want to answer your question, but I kind of have to go back before I lose my train of thought. Um, I was kind of thinking about just all the stuff that's going on, like kind of like the thievery, the double crossing throughout the whole series. Yeah. And and you got this one dude who's still kind of doing the same kind of stuff, but to do it for like. Kind of one of those uh, good 
things, you know, obviously for his sister to get her sight back. Yeah. And uh, just kind of thinking about that, kind of the all-cost thing, uh, there's still humanity within people, you know, yeah. examples of just goodwill um, mixed in with the uh, ill intent, so. Yeah, it's just like when you see all these things, like, this guy was willing to do whatever it takes, and you see, like, what, like how people like, oh, how could you get into organized crime? I'm like, dude, when you're trying to survive, you're going to survive. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever saw The Wire. I have not. Okay, it's a no. show like or there's there's tons of TV shows about like True Detective season two. Yeah, the dude's trying to survive. The dude's just trying to provide for his kind of wimpy ass son, mm-hmm. and so he's he want to do whatever it takes. He admits he killed in True Detective so, season spoiler Volcoro, played by Colin Farrell. He kills the man that raped his wife. Mm-hmm. In order to do so, he had to do a lot of dirty work to find the identity of this guy. Yeah, and Volcoro, he's a detective. He does a lot of dirty stuff, but he does it out of how much he cares about his son. Like, beating up his son's bully's dad. Which isn't interpreted the right way from everybody oh. else's perspective, so... Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really... Even it says, like, he's like, I do this, I was like, I'm doing this because you, you do, your dad's doing this because he loves you. As he's beating the shit out of this guy. And I'm like, damn, this is so... <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is this? And like in True Detective, like in in Cowboy Bebop, they're all doing these horrible things to survive, man. Mm-hmm. Like if Jet really didn't care about Spike, he probably could have dipped out a long time ago. But there's a camaraderie there between these right. two fellas, you know. Dude, okay, so there's that one thing they're kind of getting in an argument, and they're like, if you if you leave, you're done. You're not coming back. Uh, Jet says that to Spike. Yeah. How many times he goes and they- finds him. Yeah. How many times do you think they've had this argument before? Hundreds. Hundreds. <laughs> Dude, that's just like kind of in the military, whenever you dudes get into fights with other people, they end up becoming friends. I've never yeah. said. Like two dudes scuff it out, and, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, I'm your drinking buddy now. You know? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's just kind of. I'm, 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 I'm assuming that's kind of maybe how it happened. Between yeah. Spike and Jet kind of working on the same shit. Most likely, Jet might have been a veteran. Of the, honestly, like, thinking about this, a lot of these guys are probably veterans of the Titan War. Yeah. Whatever that... We honestly don't know what the Titan War was. It's yeah. never really explained. Yeah. Which, so, oh. the, so, I think Spike and Jet, at one point or another, served in the Titan War may have met. I could be wrong. I'm not an anime expert, but that's kind of fair to say. It's like how a bunch of people met after World War II in Vietnam and such and such. Mm-hmm. They found a camaraderie in that. Yeah. And Vicious and Gren were veterans of the Typhoon War. And we knew Spike didn't have that great of an upbringing. Jet was a former cop. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Um, I think... So, yes, I would say they probably did serve and meet each other. Uh, it's definitely possible, given the scale of like, the Titan War, when they talk about it. Yeah. Um, Ike... Kind of when people start asking those questions, though, I, I start thinking, okay, well, there's a lot of stuff going on here. How much of this could actually go back and then you could do like a prequel or something? Yeah. Just kind of like a back, kind of like a backstory in, in like a Ghost in the Shell, the stand, standalone complex. Yeah. Um, also a good series. Yeah. Too. They recap, uh, you know, like Bato, uh, Kusanagi, all those dudes actually at, well, at one point or another cross paths yeah in in uh 
what non-nuclear World War Three is that what they say? Is yeah. that what they say? Yeah, <laughs> non-nuclear. <laughs> yeah. Anime names have some war- anime anime TV shows have some wild names for wars and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they said the Second Vietnam War at some time. At one point, I was like, damn. Yeah. All right. All the of- second one. Yeah, that's what they, they either say like non-nuclear World War Three or the Second Vietnam War or something like that. I can't remember, but um, so same thing with Ad Astra. Um, a lot of the things happening in the movie, like having the moon as a tourist destination, uh, the Mars space being pirates. a ba- the space pirates, all these things. And then like Brad Pitt asking about like doing tours in the Arctic Circle and combat and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh, go, yeah, he go, served go. combat yeah. in the Arctic Circle. In like, the Arctic what? Circle. Like, what are you talking about? What happened? We, what, what, what is going on? Right? You know? And even the construction of that big, what was it, the elevator? Was it an elevator or it was some like kind a of satellite? It was, it was a satellite. The dude pretty much was a satellite technician for Dish Warner. Just ten times more black than most likely yeah. to die. He gets to call himself a you know a, an astronaut or yeah. yeah. But uh, so stuff like that, I keep thinking, okay, uh, you know that world is like already pretty. It's open to interpret, and then you kind of leave yourself desiring an expansion into yeah. how they meet. You know, like we were talking about when we started reporting. Um, yeah, I want to know. I, I think a lot of people want to know. They don't want to uh, like assume or like come up with these uh, like theories or just I you know just kind of whatever. You know, they actually want some hard truths about what what's going on between these guys. Yeah. So because like we see Grand Vicious fighting and like it talks about the time war. You see him fighting in the war. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many, how many other people fought in this war. Where was Spike during this? Like, I know Spike didn't have a great upbringing, neither did Jake. Julia, because, like, we see a lot of Julia's past. There's, like, one or two episodes of, about Julia, and I know one of them... She was part of the church or something, wasn't she? Or Something. She just, like, her family was, like, kind of wealthy. Yeah. Okay. You know, Speak Like a Child, that's the one about Julia. Speak Like a Child? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one about her, like, upbringing. And then... There's, like, a few episodes where, like, um Spike and... Uh, Spike and Jet like kind of like help teach Ed and like there's like that little boy there's that dude that they find on the desert Mushroom Samba yeah. were tri- <laughs> bro were they tripping on mushrooms yeah fighting crime bro and, and there was like another bounty hunter or something following him but, yeah yeah oh dude and okay so correct me if I'm wrong they find Ed on what is known as Earth right? yeah is that yeah that's where they find her yeah okay. Man, Earth did not have had a rough couple of years, bro. Non nuclear World War Three, bro. Yeah, non nuclear. Oh my God! And like everyone's living underground. Yeah. Yeah. There's another. There's actually another anime that if you haven't watched it, or I need to finish it, but uh, it's called Space Battleship Yamato. I think you told me about that once okay. when you came and spoke. Everyone lives underground in Earth because like these aliens are just absolutely fucking the shit out of Earth on top. Just keep sending these asteroid nukes everywhere. And eventually they just, you know, they uh, resurrect this battleship. It's a space battleship, hence the name. Yeah. And it just goes on this cosmic journey, just sinking the shit out of stuff. So, anyway, that it, it made me kind of think of Earth. Like, Earth just never seems to get a good deal. Out it's of like Los time. Angeles and New York in any superhero or, like, monster movie. It, if you see Kurt Russell, you're done. Yeah. You know, and, and it's Kurt Russell in L.A. or New York, yeah, it, it's over. Yeah, yeah like Godzilla. Just, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, 
sorry, Escape from New York. Hey, Ooh, Snake Plissken, bro. What? I love Snake Plissken. Ooh. Man. <laughs> Snake Plissken. Also, I remember I, when I was like reading about this, uh, Gateway Shuffle, an episode about like terrorists taking over and hijacking the plane. They had a way to air that in America because of 9-11. Oh, I actually, I read about that. Yeah. I read about that. It, it was just like a, such a touchy thing. And then, so, you know, okay, so TV having to kind of be put on hold. Yeah. You know, something like that. And then kind of like uh, the, the no music list yeah. or whatever. It's crazy. You know, they even talked about because Kobe Bryant died uh, a week before the Super Bowl. I yeah. Think, and um, they were contemplating not airing the Mr. Peanut commercial because kind of like similarities in this, you know, stage death of a peanut compared to like Kobe Bryant's accident yeah. with his family. Rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, rest in peace. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. He inspired me from an intramural basketball career. Oh. That was terrible. Oh. I made four shots, but that's the most points I ever made, man. Um, Shout out to you, all respects to Kobe. And you. <laughs> but yeah, and it's like when it comes to things like that, it like blew my mind away when I read about that, you know? And when it was also when I was reading about Shintir Watanabe, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, Tom and Jerry's like, Tom and Jerry's considered an anime. Yeah. It's okay. really popular in Japan, apparently. Really? Yeah, I read about that and I like heard on another, thro- like another podcast about anime. That throws me off, but I shouldn't be surprised because KFC is like really popular in Japan. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay, so uh, Thanksgiving in Japan, they actually like pre order like bunches of buckets of chicken. That's what they do in Japan. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I, re- I read that and I was just like, okay. Did you ever um, see that when you were in Okinawa? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, they had, okay, so. Uh, American establishments in Japan were like McDonald's, obviously, which, by the way, doesn't make me feel like an absolute piece of shit after eating it. Uh, really? In Japan, yeah. It's like the cleanest I've ever had. It's ridiculous. Uh, like, we're... So, like, my whole unit, my platoon uh, went out and did something, and then we all stopped in uh, this little shopping district and they had a McDonald's. And they literally... It took us, like, an hour to get all our food... For like 45 or 50 people because um, they're changing the grease like halfway through and uh, because they want us to have clean grease. Are and you serious? It wasn't the only place they did that at, you know? And just a weird thing, like you can get like a teriyaki Big Mac or whatever. And just, you know, crazy stuff like that. And then they had like an A&W, a KFC. Uh, there was this one place called O-Hop, which was a take on IHOP. Was it good? It was awesome, but it was just really expensive. Yeah, only I've I've only experienced in America with the military, and I went to a place called New Jersey. Hell yeah, <laughs> White Castle. I let me tell you what White Castle is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, um, so much stuff has been sparked because of like Cowboy Bebop, Corgis, Jericho Pistols. Okay, I wanted to talk about that Jericho Pistols. Uh, so I follow Classic Firearms. Sends me emails every week. We're doing a competition or whatever, you know, come and get your guns. Uh, whenever the Jericho, they, they had a bunch of Jericho 941s, which is what Spike uses in yeah. the show. And literally halfway through, they were like, come and get yours. And But it had it was styled like the ending where it was like, see you later, Space Cowboy. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. And they were God. referencing, they are referencing they Spike. They have to know, bro. They have to know, like, that's, because I think Faye uses a Glock. Yeah. But he uses like he uses yeah. the Jericho, and I'm like, like, like you know, is that a reliable gun? The Jericho? Yeah, it's heavy as shit. I would, 
it, you know, it, it probably is reliable. I don't have that much experience about behind it. But what I do remember is the Jericho being heavy. And like those were used by police. It was just really impractical because it was not only was it really heavy, like you just held my uh, CZ. Yeah. You know, that, that holds 18 rounds. Yeah. I think the Jericho only holds like eight or nine or something. It's a single stack handgun. Oh my God. And it's like this all steel just... Yeah. Behemoth. All steel Hebrew hammer. <laughs> you can use that as a, as a weapon. Like as yeah, a, you as could. A pistol whip. It's a competitor in weight to the high point. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you see Spike throwing it, like carrying that thing around. Like He fights with it. He literally is in a sword fight with a gun. Which is realistic. <laughs> with the Jericho? Given the Jericho, yeah. Given the Jericho, yeah. yeah. I could not do that with my Glock, man. <laughs> <laughs> No oh, man, imagine me doing that as a gay kid in a fight with someone with the sword, pulling out my Beretta and oh, fighting it, Spike style. Another hefty block. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, what? Uh, peppers and beef. I literally like. I have. Uh, I've had a lot of peppers and beef lately because of that. Because I've been inspired yeah. to cook for myself. Because Jet's also a really good cook. Yeah. It's really under like it's really under shown how like how like that shows how much he appreciates like his crew or whatever. Uh-huh. Despite the fact he probably hates them at the same time. He takes his time out of the day to cook for them multiple times. Yeah. It, dude, it, it's either he's fighting someone or he's got an apron on and he's in the kitchen yeah. and he's like yelling for people to come and get he's dinner. He's domesticated, bro. Yeah. Which, he's, a tr- he's a true warrior. Which makes sense because what was that meme I saw about like dudes that have seen a bunch of stuff? Like they've seen combat and they're like, they're just like long haired, fun loving hippie dude. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then dude served like such, yeah. such years, never saw combat. Just yeah. Super gun ho. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Eh, it's pretty true, actually. Yeah. And then you got Jet, who's just kind of, hey, come and get this. And he's like, got this apron on or whatever. And he's just, he has a heart. He's got like this uh, tough outer shell, but he's, he's a softy kind of on the inside. For sure. What are, I actually want to kind of get to me about this show. It's like Jet, Spike, and Julia are so smart, but they never realize how smart Ed is. I mean, Ayn is. Mm hmm. Because we realize how smart Ed is. Like, Ed's intelligent. Oh, yeah. The hacker. You know, that's why they brought her aboard. Yeah, but, yeah. but I remember um, there's an episode where, like, uh, they, they're, like, using a VHS or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it involves Julia and her past. It shows, isn't it a video of Julia's childhood? You mean Faye. Yeah, I mean Faye's yeah. childhood. Yeah. And the dog. It's, it's, it's Ayn, the one that discovers it and figures out how to work the machine and everything. Yeah. And only, I think only Ed realizes it. Pretty, pretty much. And that's why they go together so well. Uh, just you know, Ed, Ed's trying to like tell her, tell you know, tell him to stay there. You know, I'm just gonna go off my own. But it, it's like straight up, I'm gonna follow you wherever. And they just kind of, they're just so stuck together. And at the end, see a space cowgirl somewhere, 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 yeah. someday, bro. That's what these title cards get me so much, bro. It's like I can think about the episode, like, are you living in a real world? And I think that's the one with a. Uh, the floating Doctor Penguin character. I'll be honest. I thought that episode. If like if if that episode wasn't there, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. This is like a th- like spikes. This spikes not looking for a bounty. Spikes just walks into the street, yeah. and then a gun battle breaks out. And then he has to get involved. Yeah, senselessly. Just it do- it didn't make a lot. There was like kind of that episode in Mandalorian where he like gets hooked up and Bill Burr is in there but uh oh yeah <laughs> like they gotta do this heist and there's just no reason for it you know it just kind of exists and uh yeah I, I could have done without that and I could have done without the uh uh you know that space glob 
just kind of you know hunting everybody it's kind of like a watered down version of the thing you know so I just feel like in, like in all animes there's going to be filler episodes unlike with this there's two then there's Naruto which there's entire pages dedicated to which are canon and which aren't that's why I like Cowboy Bebop like I've watched almost every episode of like Naruto like the first like the first part is because I started at a young age but I just feel like for some people that have yet to watch anime like this younger generation mm -hmm. man boy have you gotten yourself like you gotta set some time out in your life because it will consume it oh dude Yes. It's a, okay, so we're... Hold on. I'm losing my thought. Okay, I just forgot. I forgot. I'm very sorry. I was talking about like... Is this thing so much to Cowboy Bebop and They're making it to live action on Netflix. And Netflix has already kind of ruined several other animes. Death, Death, Death Note. Note. Right? Yeah, yeah, Death Note was the big one I remember. And it has Margaret Qualley, and I love Margaret Qualley and Nate Wolf. Ruined. Just, and it was like Netflix's fault, just kind of. I don't like, okay, so that's where you kind of go, this would have been okay if it didn't exist. And, uh, and I don't have anything against Scarlett Johansson. And I really wanted Ghost in the Shell, like the live action. I liked, the thing is, I didn't mind Ghost in the yeah, Shell, the live action. No, I, okay. I didn't mind it. It is some, like, I, I also I just kind of felt that it, it was okay not being, live you know given the live action treatment, you know just like the the three or four series and like the two or three movies were just fine for me, and uh, yeah I could have lived without it, and so I now now I didn't know about a live action Cowboy Bebop being made really uh, no I didn't till I told you about it just now or? yeah. I could have sworn if I tagged you on something on Facebook. Maybe you did, but my life has just like consumed me so hard that I just forgot. Oh yeah, I forget you like a, you were in college at the time too. Yeah, that was, that was like another thing too that made our heart. And, and and by the way, it's really my fault on this. But we could have had this recorded a lot <laughs> earlier had I just not been just completely buried in like being a KU. Hey, this is Rowdy Reviews. We're pretty rowdy. Mm -hmm. As in, we're extremely dysfunctional, unorganized, yeah. and uh, whenever we put an episode, that's how we put it out. That's why I say if anyone ever wants to be on an episode, they can just hop on. Oh, good. That describes my life then. So, yeah. thank you. I don't okay. like... I, 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 you know me as a person. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just pretty sporadic. And, but, yeah, because there's a live action. John Chow's in it. And John actually, Chow. John Chow, the... Yeah. He's in it. He's going to play Spike. Okay. Mustafa Shakir... Is gonna play Jet Black. He was in Brawl and Block Cell. He was in um, Luke Cage. Oh, he was actually Luke Cage, or no? He was he was in Luke Cage. He plays uh, John Bushmaster McIver. Okay. He's also he plays Victor in The Night of, which is also I like that TV. It's another good HBO show. Um, Alex Hassel is gonna play Vicious. He was in Anonymous, Two Down, and Sub Suburbicon. Oh, and Cold Mountain. And uh, Faye Valentine's going to be played by Daniela Pineda, who is in The Vampire Diaries, The Originals, which is, I guess, a spinoff of The Vampire Diaries. Oh, and Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. 
So, yeah, and Julia is going to be played by Ellen Satine, who is in uh, Strange Angel, and she plays Rhonda in the Twin Twin Peaks, like the remake. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited for the Cowboy Bebop live action, despite the fact that it's been put on, like, filming's been put on hold because John Chow tore his ACL. No. Yeah. Alright. So, I guess that's how intense the fight scenes are, uh, fight scenes are going to be. Okay. That John Chow literally tore his ACL, or he just tore his ACL because he just wasn't doing things right. Probably that one. I don't know. People, like, in terms of, like, fight scenes and stunts and stuff... So I don't want to assume maybe he he was just going hard as shit. They should have chose a uh, honestly they should have chose the guy that played Chirrut in Rogue One, the blind. Uh, yeah. Oh it, dude. It, if they got him to play. Yeah. It, like ah, oh, it is like when I think of Cowie Beef off a of live action, like I'm excited to see it and for it, it to be shown to a whole new generation uh-huh. of, of like fans. Yeah. But I'm also terrified that they're just gonna fuck it up. I am too, and uh, that was, that was kind of like my big concerns with the Ghost in the Shell when they really brought Scarlett Johansson on, uh, but um, mainly because I don't want it. I don't want people to just like assume that somehow this is some like dumbass child shit that you shouldn't be watching as an adult. That's what and, makes me mad about anime. That people this people clown on anime way too much. Oh yeah, dude. And I watch it, and it's like the reasons I told you the real. The realism that you could expand on mm-hmm. in an animated world and just like the stories, the emotional kind of investment that you as a viewer have with mm-hmm. the characters. Uh, sometimes you, I like I don't walk away from every movie I watch with human people in it and feel the same way, you know? Yeah. So like I've seen plenty of action movies where I'm like, ah, eh, this is just another action movie. Yeah. Like, okay. Shia LaBeouf wasn't in like the eight millionth fucking, you know, Transformers. <laughs> I'm not crying right now. So. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it, it ain't no 1917, but hey, at least oh, man. that's what I like. I like the yeah. thing is, I like action movies. I I enjoy watching action movies, but I'm like, eh. It's like when I watched Six Underground, it was so over the top that like I think think it accepts the fact that it's over the top. Or like then it could, then there's like twenty Fast and Furious movies. A thousand like Transformers movies. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop one season. Hopefully, when, with the live action, I'm hoping since they chose like lesser known actors, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping those actors like I haven't seen really any of like I've watched Luke Cage, but I didn't really pay attention to it. I like John Chow. John Chow and Searching, mm-hmm. amazing. Searching. Like, yeah, it's a it's a movie about him looking for his daughter, like what happened to his daughter. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it okay? And like. It's Art. like it's like shot in the format of it's only you only view it from like his computer screen. Okay, okay. Oh, I haven't seen. I know what you're talking about. I haven't yeah. seen. It. Okay, just really good in that, by the way. Oh, there, there was a uh, is a Netflix movie, and it had uh, uh, Alexander. No, not he. He was in True Blood. I'm trying to remember. It takes place in Alaska, and it's like, oh, and there's like, oh yeah, um, into the dark. Yeah, now, that's is yeah, it, is it into yeah, the dark? into the dark. Yeah, that he's like an Afghanistan war veteran, and yeah. there's like some weird like trippy stuff involving like wolves and shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. that's actually a good movie. That M60 scene, bro. Yeah, bro. 
Yeah, that's a sh- that's a shooter. That's a good movie. I actually like that movie. They had a lot of emotional depth, and there's a uh-huh. badass shootout. Yeah. When you can combine good writing, emotions, and a cool ass shootout. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Season two, True Detective. But everyone's a hater. Yeah, dude. I'm trying to think back now. Just kind of like senseless, gratuitous violence sometimes, where it's just you watched it because you watched it. Oh, of course, dude. Um, well, Transformers for me is like that. I don't go. I don't go there hoping for like a, a renewed or revived story. You know, it's just all right. I mean, Michael Bay works with the military a lot, and so it makes it look cool. Yeah. You know. If it look honestly, if it looks cool, I like. I, I go, if I go to the mindset like, man, there's gonna be not a really good plot, but man, if there's some cool explosions and yeah. some like, like accurate like mm-hmm. combat, eh, you know, mm-hmm. what? I'll give the slide. And that's what I'm hoping with Cowboy Bebop is that, you know, they bring some realism, but mm-hmm. also looks cool. But I'm really hoping they like. I'm really hoping they don't like they don't bench, like the emotional tone. For just really badass fighting. Yes. 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 Don't, don't you feel the same? No, I do. I yeah, do. like I'm terrified, <laughs> bro. I am so I am legit terrified of this. <sighs> like we're gonna carry that weight. This is so bad. It, it could easily go that way, though. Dude, I mean, yeah. You know, like how many times Netflix releases a movie or just you're talking about Six Underground? That was the one with Ryan Reynolds. Right? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it, but. I don't, I'm judging by your reaction with it. It could have been a lot better. Actually, it was pretty good for... It like, I actually did, I actually liked it. Okay. It is like, when it came to the live-action Death Note. Okay. Oh my gosh. That is trash. Absolute trash. I remember it. I remember it, I remember it because I don't want to see anything like it. And so, the, my hopes is, when Cowboy Bebop gets released, it actually carries... Some weight. Yeah, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I no no. There's a lot of expectations, you know. I don't want it. I, nobody wants it. Like you know, if if it's just gonna come to you with not like the same depth uh, or emotional involvement that you got from the animated series. <laughs> so, Sorry, that was a funny face. You made. No, and this is side note. Like when we watch round reviews, they usually play Nathan for you or something really like goofy, and there was just, like a really funny scene, so I made a funny face. But that's just a side note for people that wonder like what we do in the round review studio. Yeah, my my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's like I fear. I have like a deep fear because like I want. I remember watching Death Note and Death Note. Is actually a good anime I like a lot. And I remember watching it wondering, like, what is going on? This is a travesty. You know? Oh, man. And it's like how I'm, uh, Juju Ito. Yeah. Um, Adult Sum's making one of his, is making his, uh, um, one of his, like, one of his, I don't know if it's Tomie or, um, it's, oh, it's Uzumaki. They're making Uzumaki into an anime. And, like, Adult Sum's putting funding in to making Uzumaki into, like, a, 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 a uh, Animating it into like live action anime, but not live action, but like yeah. anime. And um, the Colin Steph's Stefan, mm-hmm. who did the music for Hereditary, is on it. And I'm really, and I've watched like other like uh, animated adaptions of like other Juju Ito pieces, uh-huh. and they weren't that good. But I'm hoping since it's Adult Swim, and Adult Swim helped, like Adult Swim did not create Cowboy Bebop, 
But they hope get Cowboy Bebop up there. They brought it, yeah. They might. And like also Cowboy like Dolph Swim is pretty much living on the coattails of Rick and Morty. Because that's the one thing when it comes to Adult Swim, bro. People know Adult Swim from Rick and Morty. I know Adult Swim from China, Illinois. Space goes coast to coast. Oh, home movies. Yes, home movies, yeah, bro. Home movies. Oh dude. Squidbillies? The Eric Andre show? <sighs> Your pretty face is going to hell? Yeah. Children's Hospital? That's what I know about Adult Swim. Dude, Children's Hospital is a fucking trip. Yeah, dude. That's what I know about. That's how I know about Adult Swim. But like, I'm hoping when they sit Adult Swim has like a lot more revenue because of yeah. Rick and Morty. And I like Rick and Morty. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong. Like, I appreciate it. it's a really good show. Yeah. And I'm really hoping because of that, it's creating more fans. Mm-hmm. And they have more money to do all these things. And I'm hoping when when this is said and done, that they're able to make a good adaptation adaptation of. Uzumaki, and I'm hoping Netflix doesn't royally destroy Cowboy Bebop. Because if it does, man, I hope they listen to the people, bro. We're not gonna, we're not gonna sit quietly, bro. Twitter's gonna blow up. Mm. We're gonna shut down the internet. We're, we we gotta do the thing that they did with Sonic and just absolutely trash. Oh like yeah, the, trash the trailer. You know? Yeah. So they they'll go back and remake it. They we I will, man. I kid you not. I will. I will lose my mind if it is bad. Oh, uh, dude, it's. We'll see a trailer first, right? And then from that that point on, we'll we'll have to we'll we'll have to do what everyone else did with Sonic the Hedgehog, and we'll we'll just like bully a movie studio into remaking it. I still blow my mind. We bullied <laughs> we bullied a whole entire studio. Us um, us as the internet bullied someone. Yeah, bullied an entire studio to create to to change it. Yeah. And Jim cares to me that maybe we can do that with Cowboy Be- Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, no, you. I think you could, uh, because you know they, people just don't want to look at something that's just absolute garbage. You know, I really hope Netflix listens because I'm like, do not yeah. ruin this. Well, now, well, now that you mentioned like Adult Swim, uh, it it would have been nice if maybe, uh, you know, Adult Swim had some more weight to kind of take those things on because really those were that studio, you know, that channel, that studio, whatever that those people were the ones bringing those shows to everybody. That's how I remember those things, you know. Let's be for real, man. I still watch I still watch Adult Swim. Yeah. I'm literally like, I like, I'm in my mid twenties and I'm like I still love watching Adult Swim. Like my coworkers I work with do not understand like my fandom for Adult Swim. Like I like I have seen Hannibal Burris live multiple times. Yeah. Because I guess of Adult Swim. Guy. I guess yeah. Like my sense of humor is like Dark and also surrealist humor that Adult Swim has like really created because of me. like I if I wish Reddit would have came out came out when I was younger because I would have found more people that just, were just had weird uncomfortable humor as me. because uh. I watched Adult Swim when I was like ten, and I was making all these goofy jokes no one was getting it and there was yeah. no, and I'm pretty sure like you understand where I'm coming from. Oh, oh, dude, I I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, because I mean. Hence why I felt like I was just such an odd person in high, like high school, junior high, because uh, you know they're they're like yeah, Aqua Team. What what the fuck is Aqua Team? Like, like what do you mean? Aqua, yeah. What do you mean? Channel fifty nine, bro. Go. Channel fifty nine. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's channel fifty nine now, but I still remember all the channels as a kid that I watched. But like, yeah, channel fifty nine was. Adult Swim and Cartoon Network and 60 was Nickelodeon. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just I just couldn't make the jokes or 
kind of relate with the humor that everyone else in school had. I know, man. It just bothered me so much. Or it's just like, ah, I love Adult Swim so much. Like, I remember watching Inuyasha and the Nine-Tailed Demon Fox. And I'm like, yo, this is tight. And I remember discovering anime in high school. I'm like, yo, I mean, not anime. I already know anime. I remember discovering Naruto in high school. I'm like, yo, this is tight. And then, like, yo, there's so much. And now looking back, like, man, I'm happy I caught on sooner because uh, there's way too much of this for me to, like, have, like, start over all over again. Yeah. Or it's oh, like, dude. I will always go back to Cowboy Bebop. It's, like, one of my favorite, like, single season series just because I'm, like, it came out and it was done. Like, that's it. And I, like, and I remember being co with Jacob. We used to be huge fans of The Walking Dead. I still watch it. And it's like, there's 10 seasons of it, and there's just so much, and I'm like, this, why does this keep going on? Why does this exist still? Please, God, make it stop. I beg of you. I, 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 and I, I say, please, God, don't let them mess up. Like, oh, <laughs> God, please don't let Netflix ruin the live action comedy beatbox. I, I, so, I, I'm invested enough in Walking Dead. I'll, I'll eventually pick it back up and finish it. But right now, I'm just kind of... There's a third spinoff of it coming up. Shut, shut fuck off. No. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm telling you, bro. That third what? It shows ten years into the future, and I guess it's gonna show other parts of the world, like China, what happened. So there's gonna be a ton of flashbacks. You already know. Uh, okay, they gotta end this one. It's 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 pretty much like Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria. Yeah. We really need to finish some shit. Yeah, where's the Walking Dead conflict? papers? You know, we have the yeah. Afghanistan papers, the <laughs> report. Where's the, like, Robert Kirkman papers? This is going to cancel the Walking Dead series altogether. Like, they're in Mexico now. They've been in the state of Georgia for, like, ten years. It's no, annoying. They're, no, they're in D.C. now. Are they? Yeah, they made it to D.C. Early, later Jesus, on. okay. Well, I thanks, think they do. Thanks for telling me. I mean... Now I know at least geographically they've removed. Yeah, man. Can you go other places, man? I want to I mean, see Zimbabwe. They had that one season where they were on that fucking farm. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Go. Where yeah. they're so focused on a barn. Yeah. See Cowboy Bebop? They focus on different things. I know. That's the one I Cowboy Bebop. They're always, like, jumping around. Mm-hmm. Jump up, jump up and get down, bro. They were going... <laughs> <laughs> bro, they were getting Liddy on The Walking Dead. That's why I love... I mean, Liddy on the Cowboy Bebop. That's why I like it so much... Like every episode was different, but every episode was contained enough. That's the one thing I like about Cowboy Bebop. There, it was so each episode was self-contained, mm-hmm. but still continued the story arc for each character. Because it was a it's a character-driven TV show, not a story-driven TV show, and you were able to see characters change throughout it. Even, even though you didn't even know the their past lives. Yeah, that's what blew my mind away. You you really didn't learn a lot about Jet till the very end of the whole series. Yeah, you really didn't. Like I said, Jet, Jet did not get a lot of love in terms of getting to expand on his past. Like there was one episode. Yeah, there is. But Julia, several yeah. episodes. Ju- yeah. Spike, essentially yeah. the entire series. Pretty much, it's it's all around him, you know. So uh, yeah, so Jet and, and and Ed are really just kind of like these. They're, they're heavy. They're not not like heavy characters, but. Like, you know enough about them, you like them. They're vehicles that get characters to a certain point. But they're backburned, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. They're just kind of saying, hey, I'm over here, you know? Yeah, no, and I get where you're coming from. It's yeah. like, I also always have a deep appreciation for Ed and, like, what they did for the universe of, like, Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Ed did a lot. Like, I met a, I met a girl at Price Shopper who I'm, uh, 
had a, actually she had a Naruto tattoo and I was oh, like, oh, you're an anime fan. Oh. And she's like, oh yeah. I was like, I'm going to Nakakon. Guess I'm going as like, let me guess. You're going to go as Ed. She's like, how'd you know? I'm like, you're like a girl that's 5'2 with red hair yeah. and you have a squeaky voice and you literally showed me a picture of your fucking corgi. Do not, I, I was like, I, I guessed it. Said, oh, how'd you know? I'm like, how did I not know? Yeah. Who are you gonna? What other female character is gonna go as? Like Ray, Ray from um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> I was like, you're not quirky. You're just a huge fan of Cowboy Bebop. Oh. What are you gonna? What are you gonna go as? Gara, Sasuke. Honestly, there's a lot of redheaded anime characters. I was yeah. kind of being a prick that day, but I guessed her right. And guess what? When I when I saw her in Nakakon, she was that. I'm like, yeah, I like that. When's Nakakon? Nakakon kind of coincides with Comic Con, right? Yeah. It like one happens the weekend after or something. Yeah. Or, okay. I want to go this year, but uh, so what would, to wrap this up? Like, what would you rate Cowboy Bebop when it comes to and on the Rotten Reviews we do it by spanks or slaps? Mm. How many slaps or spanks would you give it? One out of ten. One out of ten. Um. You know, God. Yeah. I give it an eight spanks okay. because there's still some stuff that could have been done. All right, okay, so that that's that's pretty fair because I was gonna give it eight and a half spanks. Yeah. All right, because it, like you, you know, like something like this, it, it has a lot of uh, it, like a representation of my childhood, um, and I love it. It's one of the shows or one of the series that I could go back and watch again, and so I don't want to give it ten. You know, I'd be giving everything tens, but. I think eight and a half is eight and a half spanks is pretty fair, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna give it eight out of t- eight out of ten spanks, just because, yeah. like we talked about, it's like, um, we Jet was kind of sidelined a few episodes. Same with Ayn. Yeah. I really wish they would have touched up on the Titan War. Yeah. Um, God, please don't ruin the live action, because I will lose my mind. I will spill my spaghetti. You spill your spaghetti? I'm gonna spill my spaghetti. Martin Scarelli, shout out to Eminem at the at the Oscars, bro. Shout out to Parasite, bro. Shout out to a movie with only subtitles for winning the Oscars. It, Best picture of the year, bro. That that shows subtitles. I, I, I'm a fan of subtitles because of anime. Yeah. I feel like people that watch anime and are able to read subtitles like could watch Parasite and be okay. Yeah. I was like, that's why I remember dude was like, oh, I don't want to see Parasite as subtitles. I'm like, dude, shut up. You watch anime, bro. Yeah, shut up. Do Just, not, do not, you are not more superior. I can't. You can read. It was like one of those national morning shows or whatever, and this lady was talking about how, you know, I really having to read something when I'm watching a movie, but I saw Parasite, and it was amazing, and I didn't mind it at all, and I just kept being like, dude, just, like, you're already looking at the screen, it doesn't matter, just... Yeah, it's not hard, I feel like, honestly, anime's helped me learn to read better. Has it? Yeah, you gotta read fast. You had to read fast to watch anime. There's a girl I know, she's from Brazil. All she did was speak Portuguese, and she learned how to speak English just by watching shows like American, like American subbed or dubbed shows or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how it there worked you know. for her. But yeah, see, subtitles. See, subtitles are useful, yeah. bro. Yeah. If people hate on subtitles, that's why. Like when I had roommates, someone would shut off the subtitles, uh-huh. and I, I was almost ready to start non-nuclear World War Three in it my house. It feels weird. It doesn't. It's it? odd. I don't. Okay, sometimes there's those animes where it's just, okay, Ghost in the Shell, I'm okay with the English dub voices. Oh, the Cowboy Bebop dub yeah. voice, I, I will only watch and dub. Yeah. 
Now, I, I, uh, I watched Space Dandy with dub. And then uh, Hulu has it, but it's subbed. And I'm just kind of feeling really weird about it. I like the Attack on Titan dub just because, like, the um, dubbed English version, I'm like, I cannot stand Mikasa's voice. Yeah. Ooh. I haven't heard it, so. Yeah. Um, um, actually, but, but well, they're on season three now, right? Yeah. They are? Okay. Yeah. I'm very behind, so oh. just disclaimer for everyone listening and ready. I've only watched season one. Still, it's good, bro. You gotta continue. There was like another one called like Cabinary or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, you heard of that one? Yeah. Okay. Man. There's just so many good anime. Shout out to my lot. boy Andrew from uh, kind of revitalizing my love for uh, anime in college. I would uh, crawl, I would like scamper off into his room, and I remember once he was watching Attack on Titan, and I didn't feel so embarrassed to talk about how much I liked anime. Then now look at me, I'm in my mid-twenties talking about anime with a podcast. And I think being in the military too, I was able to like really like vitalize like my love for anime just because like I met a ton of dudes that you like outside if you were to like not talk to them, you'd just see them, they're like the most alpha males ever. And then like we were like in our squad, like we were just like in our barracks one day and he was like, yo bro, where the fuck did Frieza go? Talking about, uh, talking about Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, <laughs> what? You're a you like Dragon Ball Z? Dude, you look like you're jacked on steroids, bro. It's crazy. Hey, but you know what? That kind of, uh, for me, it kind of helps because everyone has this kind of build up ideas about who looks a certain way and like watches certain things or like does certain things. And uh, I, I like, kind of realize regardless of like personal beliefs, like political, personal, religious, all that kind of stuff, I could... Uh, totally just be just like an atheist but like knitting you know and then just like have a some kind of some share a common interest with people that knit or just you know and that's what I've uh, I've, I've come to find out about anime just the, like the people that watch it there's just no category that you get to group people in like just about everyone yeah everyone has a possibility that's why, like, there's, like, you can't really judge a book by its cover when yeah. it comes to an anime fan. Yeah. Like, I was, I coached a soccer team, and I remember one of the adults that, like, was there, like, like, like a parent of the kid, like, me and him were joking around, and he was like, oh, yeah, and, like, he was talking about living in Japan, and he's like, yeah, of course I know about, uh, Spiky, which I guess is how they say Spike in Japan. I'm like, did you, like, talk about Spikes? And I was like, yeah, Cowboy Bebop. Like, what? You're a Cowboy Bebop fan? I was like, I'm out of here, bro. And it's like, <laughs> coaching a so- I, I was coaching a soccer team. These kids are talking about anime. Like, they're openly talking about, like, it's totally cool to talk about. When I was younger, you are just known as the kid that didn't put on deodorant if you talked about anime. Yes. That's why also, when it comes to conventions, y'all need to put on deodorant because y'all stink. You. I don't know if you've ever been to a convention before. No, I have. I have. Some of them, y'all, some of y'all stink. No judgment, y'all, but if there's going to be like a thousand of us in a small convention center, please... Put on deodorant for the love of God. Yeah, because we're we're gonna be nuts about in there. And yeah, it's just kind of it just it stank. Yeah, I'm trying to get like everyone's moving and shaking around. Everyone's trying to get a picture with everybody. Please put on some deodorant. I, I kind of okay. So I I was thinking about like you know who Jessica Jessica Negri is. Yeah. Okay, because she's been at the last two comic cons I've been to. Yeah. And I just keep thinking like. Just the weirdness of smells that are like coming through her line as she's like signing out. Oh, I can only imagine. Or anybody really, but I always think of that because 
you know, just the uh, the weirdness that involves just like cosplay girls and just yeah. But anyway, people you put on deodorant. That's what I'm yeah, saying. But yeah, uh, yeah. you have any final thoughts before I uh, close out the podcast? I want to thank you for having me on here yeah. and and getting to talk. Um, just kind of sharing my thoughts. I know I was like twenty different ways to everywhere. <laughs> but you know I just really wanted to share my feelings about this kind of nervous because this is like the first time I've done something like this but um, in the future we got to cover some more um, I'm down yeah Wes Anderson you, you don't any Wes Anderson I'm down I'm open to anything okay. honestly at this point okay. at this point how sporadic this podcast right. is I'm just trying to get episodes out there right. which is um, if, if you're ever if you're listening to this and you want to be on an episode you're more than welcome to just hit up one of us and We'll figure out a way, like out of state. We'll, I figure out a, a really good way to get out of state people to get on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you ever have interest and you want to be rowdy with rowdy reviews, who, for despite our name, we're not as obnoxious as you think. But uh, that's it. Rowdy reviews out.